The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans, and we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's Derek Kennard. Welcome to From Under the Helmet uh, with Derek Kennard here. Hey, man, what. What a whirlwind week of uh, sports here. You know, football, is. Uh, it, it appears that it's, sl- it's slowed down to a, a crawl, but I tell you what, there's still a lot of things going on within the uh, NFL and uh, collegiate football. You know, we had uh, a number of things occur over this past week, especially this uh, this. This with this oppose, uh, imposing date uh, approaching us, and here in April, the sixth is going. It's a fastly approaching, and we have this hearing for the CBA about this lockout, and we got to. Uh, the judges are going to make some uh, some rulings on whether this lockout is uh, legal or not. So we have an upcoming date with that is going to be uh, looming here. I believe it's not uh, until next Wednesday, April 6th, which is going to be the day that we hear some news. So we won't even be able to talk about how, how this thing turns out next Monday, but we'll have it the following Monday for you here on the show from Under the Helmet. And if you do have any questions, you want to talk about with uh, some of our topics here today, please call us at 888-346-9144. And I believe we are going to have uh, Coach Al Gross is going to join me today um, uh, on the second segment. And uh, we're going to talk about a few issues uh, uh, concerning Ocho Cinco and his uh uh, Major League Soccer uh, uh, possible debut. Uh, he had a tryout over this past week, and uh, we're going to see how this thing is, is uh, progressing with that. Uh, but, hey, let's talk about this CBA, uh, Collective Bargaining Agreement discussions uh, uh, that's been going on lately. Uh, there has There is really no discussions other than, you know, some of the things that the owner wants uh, is uh, – they want the players to be tested for HG, uh, HGH, and uh, I tell you what, it's uh, it re- it reads like this: uh, the NFL believes now is the time to include gro- human growth hormone testing in its banned substance policy, and is pushing players to add it to the collective bargaining agreement when 
ever one is reached. Now, I don't understand why they're imposing this on the players when we have the most stringent uh, uh, drug testing in all of sports. I uh, have no earthly idea what are they trying to prove by by imposing this on the players when we have the most stringent, uh, stringent uh, uh, the strictest drug testing policies in all of sports, and that's including the Olympics. And no one tests as closely uh, uh, as they do with the, when I say that they, I'm talking about the NFL owners. They have their doctors come in every year in camp, and these players are tested for anabolic steroids, uh, human uh, growth hormones, uh, um, and all other enhancing possible enhancing sports uh, 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 drugs they, they're testing for. So I, I, I don't understand why they want to impose this. Was, is this a legal ploy? Uh, maybe so. This may be the legal ploy to, uh, to um, exclude a, a player from his contract. Uh, and that's, uh, that is the only um, thing that I can think of that uh, uh, they, they may be trying to impose upon the players with this uh, implementation of this new uh, policy uh, for human growth hormone. <clears throat> and it also be news of the league's insistence on HGA testing being part of the CBA was first reported Thursday by Fox Sports. Adolfo Birch, the NFL's vice president of law and labor policy, said Friday that the league has pushed for HGH testing since 08, but the opportunity to recast terms of a labor deal, it has become a priority. The NFLPA has resisted in the past because of HGH testing methods and the reliability of results. And it is a blood test, and um, and, and uh, we know what... Uh, what it's all about, but I believe it's redundant uh, testing because we're already we're already imposing these uh, these things on the players already. So it's somewhat redundant, and they're they're just uh, repeating something that is already being done. It's just maybe a a legal ploy uh, to to uh, a, a loophole. So they don't have a loophole. When I say they, I mean the players don't have a loophole to get out of something that is. Uh, that could be binding if they're caught with it. So I'm, I'm not sure what they're reaching for there. But uh, other things that the uh, owners are, uh, they want uh, out of this deal is uh, they want to push this 18-game schedule, and they're not moving. And this is part of the reason why most people think that we're going to have the lockout. I, I don't, uh, when I say the lockout, I'm talking about a, the strike for the season. We're not going to have games. We're going to miss games. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I don't think we're going to miss any games. Uh, it's just way too much money to be lost uh, uh, in revenue for the owners to, for us to lose these games. Now, I think they're going to get something done. Uh, but it's going to it's going to take some time because right now we're so far apart. We have to, you know, uh, like I used to sing that one song, "Come Together Right Now." 
over me. You got to get that thing right, big fella. This is, uh, I believe they're going to come to a deal. I really do. And uh, I know my singers, singing is horrible, and I didn't do that song no justice. And I know my guys are cracking up back in the studio over there. Uh, but listen, um, that 18-game schedule, I believe, is going to happen. Um, that It's ridiculous that they, they play the four games. I know it's uh, a little rougher on the uh, the players uh, as far as an additional two games, but with the the uh, ad- with the addition of two games, they they do increase the revenues, and and you got to remember some of the revenues going to the players as well, not just the owners. And then the, and then the owners are trying to bring up the healthy uh, some the healthy part of this by by. Uh, uh, Doing some different things with the helmets, uh, the safety things with helmets and, and protecting players with this, uh, so-called, uh, uh, rule change with the kickoff, uh, with the kickoff team being moved from the 32 to 35. So they, they think they're doing us a favor as far as, uh, doing that one rule change. And, um, and maybe they are, but maybe they aren't. Well, how about this? From a fan standpoint, I'm looking at the two games of preseason. It's wonderful. Um, it, it's just a mockery of the game to see uh, the the starting players come out and play a series for four uh, four weeks out of this uh, out of the preseason, and and then they, uh, the the coaches are just out there looking at their talent that they just drafted, and they're just trying to try out the new cars. They it's like they're trying to try out a new car they just bought and. And uh, see how they perform. And sometimes they pan out and sometimes they don't. Now, you got to remember, they have uh, somewhere, when I say they, I'm the, the, the owners, the coaches. The league has uh, approximately five to six weeks to evaluate talent uh, during the course of training camp. Um, at training camp, it has been uh, modified since my playing days um, back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, it, 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 we used to have full metal jacket. We call it full metal jacket out there until uh, it's to the point where you, uh, when I say full metal jacket, you have your your knee pads, thigh pads, every you you got everything on right now. They call it shells. They go out there in shells, or they just go out there with shoulder pads and shorts. Um, back in my day, we uh, shoulder pads and shorts was a was a bonus day. That's I was almost a, a, a day off. You kind of butt somebody up, but you can't go full metal jacket on nobody and uh, and and put them down. But uh, you got to keep everything above the waist. And, uh, but now they have shells and the uh, shoulder pads aren't really shoulder pads. They're just some softies on your shoulder pads. And you have your jersey on with shorts on and your helmet. And they go out there and they kind of push each other around. And, um, I mean, and, oh, my goodness, they have to, uh, two or three days of that during the course of training camp per week. And then they have one day, uh, one or two days of that with – um, with shoulder pads and helmets on, but uh, very seldom they put the full metal jacket on. So, hey, that is something that is different and and uh, now than it was back then. So the the, the players gotta gotta cut it out with the the griping and um, I'm I I as a fan now on this side of the tracks, I would like to see the 18 game schedule. Do away with two. The coaches have plenty of time to uh, evaluate that talent 
on those scrimmage weekends of uh, they, they scrimmage on Saturdays uh, at their at their selected training camps. All teams have their little days. They have their train, uh, the training camps uh, scrimmage. So hey, they have their chance to get that stuff done. So that, that's that's a it's a quit making a mockery of the game and uh, those two preseason uh, games is just enough to get it done and uh, put them in the can, as they say, and uh, keep it moving. And uh, you got to get that means you got to get all your talent out on the field or both for those preseason games. And also it makes it makes it significant to get those players out there on on the field at those uh, training camps on Saturdays uh, during training camp as well. Well, hey, we want to take a tic-tac and come right back after these messages and come back with DK from Under the Helmet. Come on back, baby. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old-school-in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you today, starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this thing happen for you the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation inside the trenches your show spin it with chuck foreman has a spin on so much that's going on it will be hard to fit it all into the promo we'll talk about the weekend games what to look forward to hot topics in the news spin it old school which gives a back in the day approach from chuck a no spin zone where chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news happenings and more it's football news and happenings tune in for spin it with chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show welcome back from under the helmet i got a special guest uh uh, my former co-host, uh, Al Gross. How you doing, Big Al? I'm doing wonderful, doing wonderful. We're just here in uh, Phoenix, enjoying the sunshine and, and having a good time today. 
Man, that's awesome, Possum, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear your voice, man. You, you are definitely missed, and I just got to say that on the air because, man, <laughs> boy, it is some deep waters out here. But, man, I, you know how I do things, man. I kind of like to have fun no matter if you, you know, I make, I make lemonade out of lemons, big fella, and, and, and I keep it moving, baby. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing as the song says stopping me now. Well, you know what you got. You're doing a great job, DK, uh, all uh, on your own, and uh, I'm glad to see you keeping the show going. And there's plenty of football and football talk going on, so you'll be fine. Oh, absolutely, man. Well, hey, I uh, on my next topic here uh, in, in in this segment, I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Bukowski is a uh, defensive back for the uh, Detroit Lions, and we got a you know a bunch of guys, and some are getting in trouble, and there's some others that are just trying to keep themselves busy from getting in trouble. And this is a kid that is out there uh, boxing, and uh, they said he's been doing this for uh, for the past couple of off seasons. And this kid from the Baltimore Ravens, he's a safety, and he scored a unanimous decision over a vic, uh, over uh, a unanimous decision victory over Caleb the Truth Grit Grummet on Saturday night in Atlantic City. And uh, man, this guy, um, uh, <laughs> this kid, man, is just keeps uh, he just keeps winning, and he's a five eleven, two hundred fifteen pound cruiserweight who scored first round TKOs in his previous two bouts. Uh, the last fight came on March 12th when he stopped uh, Richard uh, Bryant. So he's doing like Mike Tyson did. He, uh, Mike Tyson was having a fight once a month, man. He was knocking people to sleep. And this kid act like he's uh, trying to take the same path and uh, compensating some of his off-season income by boxing. What do you think about that, Al? Well, first of all, he's a defensive back. And second of all, he's a safety. So it doesn't <laughs> surprise me because those are some of the toughest people on the football field, some of the best athletes. So it doesn't surprise me when you have to have those intangibles and it makes for a good boxer. Uh, they say that the reason why there's nobody in the heavyweight division that draws anybody in the last few years because they're all playing linebacker and defensive back, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and, and they're all playing football and nobody's boxing anymore. So this is a good uh, indication of, if we had more boxers, can you imagine some of these guys who are six, six, six? Some of these pass rush specialists turn into full time boxing from the time they were seventeen, eighteen years old. What boxing would be like? It would be like it was back in the sixties and seventies when you had some heavyweights that were of some substance. But now you look at boxing and you see we got a bunch of garbage, a bunch of fat guys that don't take care of themselves. And usually, most of the good fights are amongst the small guys. And that's my point, too. A lot of people that have stopped watching boxing, they've gone to the uh, mixed martial arts and, and, and the, uh, the cage fighting stuff that is really been catching fever here in America. But, you know, um, and, and I'm guilty of that. I am. I have raised my hand right now to God and tell you that I am guilty. Boy, that is a savagery sport. That is one of it is the most savage sport I have ever seen, uh, other than you know just straight up, straight up fighting in the ring like the Romans used to do. And they, man, they had weapons of uh, swords and knives and and mallets and. And when what have you? When, what the, I tell you what, this is about as a savage I've ever seen it in our in our 
our day and time, big fella. But, you know, back to that, uh, what you said about the heavyweights and the cruiserweights and lightweights. You know, the, you, here in America, we just lost touch in, uh, with the boxing world, and we don't have any good heavyweights here in the United States right now. Um, right now, the uh, all the, the heavyweight belts are uh, over in Russia, and and I, I tell you, one of them just knocked somebody out last week, and, uh, man, they just nobody is stepping up to 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 knock them two down but yes you're right our linebackers in the heavyweight divisions are are, are out on the field and they they're putting their putting their efforts out there on on the gridiron and I'm glad they are but and and and, and but subsequently, we also have the boxing is, is going by the wayside by our young men here in America going going to football. And uh, it's too bad that we don't have nobody stepping up. It's, and we're not only losing them to football, we're losing them to the MMA and, and that cage fighting stuff that's going down. Because, man, it's sure exciting when you it gets your juices flowing to see somebody that been been knocked, knocked the heck out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing like seeing somebody get their snot bubble, boy. I ain't nothing like it. It's a great feeling than when you on the on the giving in of it too. Yeah, but let's move forward with <laughs> you can feel you can feel my energy through the through the microphone, can't you, boy? Boy, ain't nothing like bubbling somebody's snot. You just drew some some bodily fluids from that man uh, uh, unwillingly. <laughs> voluntarily, huh? Oh no, he ain't volunteering yeah. giving up that fluids, big fella. I guarantee you that. Hey, we have Ocho Cinco is also trying his bid with the MLS, uh, Major League Soccer, and uh, you know they they like the way he uh, has shown shown uh, a, a great deal of uh, enthusiasm and. And you can tell he has a little bit of knowledge about the game, but uh, his skills uh, as far as uh, kicking the ball and getting the ball in the right place has been uh, has been erratic. And he's only had a couple of days of working out, and uh, it, it's, it doesn't look good, but they've extended his workout to go to one of the um, – I believe they have a, uh, like they have an NFL, an exhibition game. So he's been invited to play and to get, see if he can get it done. So they, I guess they're going to put him under the lights and, and see how this is going to turn out. I sure like to tune in on that when he does get under the lights and, and they uh, hopefully show that on, on one of those channels. And so we can see how Ocho Seco is, is doing out there. You know, um, you know, back in back in Stockton, California, I was over at Marshall Junior High School. We took them to the championship, uh, and we had to we had to put Fremont in the dirt. I know you Fremont around the corner from your house. We put Fremont in the Wait dirt. Minute, DK, I, I just reached you, back. You I reached back. Soccer. You played some soccer in, in junior high school. Uh, man, I, I'm telling you right now, man. No, yeah, I had to play soccer. You know why? I was too big to make it on the on the on the, uh, the Bantam uh, football team that year and. And uh, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I had to play soccer, but I was. Uh, I was stealth. I was cute, big fella. What you talking about? <laughs> Fix your mouth right now. <laughs> well, man, I would have loved to find. If somebody out there is listening, you have some video of that. Please. Get it to me or get it on Facebook or something because I would love to see the big man moving his moving his feet 
And as he would say, shaking his moneymaker out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was shaking my moneymaker. But, you know, <laughs> hey, man, I was uh, I was out there as a fullback. So the fullback is back there where the goalie is. I'm just I'm the, I'm one of this uh, one of two last defense for uh, for you to get to the uh, goalie. So you get past you get past the midway point. You uh, and I usually kick it up a notch and, and take it up about 20, 30 yards. So and uh, and when you get the ball out there, I'm going to make a stab at it and, and 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 disrupt your dribbling up the field and uh and and boom it back the other way down where my guys are waiting for me to boom it and then right when they hit the ground they 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 either button it in with their head or they're going to do that do that dribble between their legs and 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 give you the okie doke you've been duped shamboozled let astray run a mark that's right, big fella, and it's uh, it makes it a fun game when you do it. That and you got a lot of scoring, and uh, and you got a, a fullback like myself back there booming the ball back to your to your skilled guys. Yeah, I and mean, I think that's what they're trying to do with your Oncho. They're trying to make him a skilled player and have him run uh, run down and dribble the ball and get the ball into the goal and uh, and and possibly uh, uh, you know be a, be a scoring machine as he so as he once was in the NFL. You know, until he changed his name. I don't know if people realize ever since he changed his name from uh, Chad Johnson to Ocho Seco, he he ain't, he haven't done much. Yeah, he hasn't, and that's uh, he had the off season, then he came back and uh, he didn't play well, and then he came back and Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer had problems the following year after that. So his stats have really been down. Now Ocho Seco. Uh, the significance of him playing soccer uh, is that he's going to be a draw. And uh, whoever the owner of that team has probably made a deal because just like you said, you like to just see him, what he's going to do out there. Uh, I'd put him on my team because he's been on all these talks, these uh, reality shows and all this other kind of stuff. And he is a, 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 a charismatic guy as far as uh, saying outlandish stuff but he doesn't have a, uh, a, 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 what do you want to call it, a malicious bone in his body about doing it. He just want to be an entertainer. So this is part of his stand in the limelight to keep his popularity around the country going. And we all know that soccer, next to football, is the number one sport worldwide. So I can see why he's doing it. Oh. I wish I could catch his butt on the football field and, Turn the clock back a little bit because I'd try to pop his cap off. <laughs> 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 he came across the middle just to shut him up. Ooh, hey, man, I feel some of that energy coming through the mic right now with you. You, I know what you want to do to that man. You want to you want to bubble his snot, get some bodily fluid out of that man unwillingly. <laughs> well, that's how we used to roll. That's how we used to roll back in the dog pound back in Cleveland. So we have four or five guys out there trying to feel somebody's cap in a legal way. We want to do it legally, though. We don't want to, you know, we want to make a nice, clean hit, but we really don't want to hurt anybody long term or anything like that. Man, you know what, man? I, that's the I used to I, I used to admire your style of play, man. But I, I always begged the coach to run a screen your way, and, and hopefully they <laughs> left you out there with no, with press no help. And I'm run out there and got force and and just roll your roll your cap back one time. But it, <laughs> it would never happen, big fella. <laughs> I can see you always see you coming. I'm gonna say I can see everybody coming. 
And before I get a a a, a cleat, let you get a cleater on me. I'll move out the way and let the runner go a little bit further and make one of those what Deion Sanders says a business decision. I find, I, I smell what the Rock is cooking with you, big fella. I, I got you loud and clear. Well, hey, man, I'm, I have some other topics I would like to talk to on my next segment, but we want to take a tic-tac and bring it right back and come back with Coach Al Gross here from Under the Helmet with DK. Come on back, baby. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Do you think that all of the generic financial information you get every day is hard to navigate? You need to tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook. Every weekend, Andreas Duffy will help you filter out this information and turn it into wisdom that you can really use. Be informed about the financial decisions you're about to make instead of just blindly making decisions. Andre's connections in the business and professional sports world will help you so you don't need to worry about your financial success. Tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com now back to the show Welcome back from Under the Helmets with Derek Kennard. And we have my special guest as uh, my former former co-host, uh, uh, Al Gross. Coach Al Gross is here with me. And I'm so happy to have you uh, uh, here with me, bro. But hey, we have some other topics we want to talk about. Uh, uh, the CBA, uh, as far as the collective bargaining agreement, uh, 
um, you know, it's going to run its course after the April 6th date uh, with the with the uh, uh, the judge is going to make a ruling about this darn uh, this lockout and what the player uh, is it legal or is it uh, illegal? And then you know we also have looming is the NFL draft and with that uh, considered an event when. The NFLPA events will not prevent players from attending the draft, and that's meaning the players that are going to be drafted. This is the article I'm reading. It says the NFL Players Association has finalized a plan to rework its signature draft event. The debut expanding is to three days, but not interfering with directly the NFL draft itself, which begins at Radio City Music Hall on Thursday, April 28th. In previous years, the debut was a VIP event held the Wednesday night before the draft. Now, you know what? You know, this thing uh, with the NFL, PA, and NFL owners uh, uh, trying to get this draft done uh, despite having a, a collective bargaining agreement, the, the, and by right, the NFL owners are not in, in any violation. They're trying to go on as business as usual with them. But uh, uh, is, for us, uh, uh, current current and former players, it's not business as usual because we're, uh, we're not getting anything done. Uh, far as the off season if uh getting what is it the off season training and all the things that come half starts to happen in March and into April you know coach coach Al, I looked at some of some some of my things uh in in uh, my spring house cleaning with spring approaching or just uh just came up this past week I did some spring cleaning back in the room and pulled out an old briefcase with some NFL uh cowboy stuff in there with off season training stuff and uh it, and it started out in March uh the first week in March we had a little uh a little uh, conditioning thing we had to get get going on and uh right now uh, the teams don't have that in place right now, and and it, you know what kind of product you think we're gonna put out on the field if we if they drag this thing on uh, on into August and, and into September, what do you think that that uh, you know I know we all don't have a crystal ball, but you got to uh, imagine how how and what we're gonna do to keep these players in in tune and and because these guys are. Are uh, they're fine, fine-tuned athletes, just like a jaguar? They finely tuned. Well, first of all, it's gonna it's gonna hurt the teams that have just had coaching changes and, and new head coaches and new coordinators because they rely heavily on this off-season workout to be able to work with the guys who are uh, free agents and guys who are. Or just get, that just have gotten drafted to try to put a cohesive unit on the field uh, when by the time training camp rolls around, training camp is not a six-week uh, process in eight weeks as it used to be. Now it's cut down to about three weeks, and they're popping into the first preseason game. So it's going to hurt those teams that have new players and the teams that have uh, playbooks that they need to pass out because they can't pass them out. Secondly, if you got young players who don't appreciate the game and they have a tendency to get, they're getting used to the new money that they've just started to become, um, that they just made, they're out spending money and partying and, and being the player and personality around town. They're not training as much. They're used to being in college, being looked after, and they're not true professionals yet. 
those players who have weight problems and 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 don't want to train, they're going to come in trying to cram at the last minute, and they're going to wind up. You're going to see a lot more injuries early on than you normally would because they're used to a coach telling them you have to be there. We're looking for you to be there. If you miss a few days, the coaches will give you a call. That's not going to happen right now. So you're going to see uh, those two things happen, along with guys not getting roster bonuses. If you're entitled to a roster bonus for working out a certain percentage of the plays, a uh, certain percentage of the practices in the off season, and you don't, and it's not there, some some guys I read it's cost them a half million dollars. So those are the significant things, along with the personnel and people that work for the club is hurting them also. Well, Coach, you know, I, I, I understand all that, but, you know, when I'm, when I'm uh, visualizing things called, uh, going into August and September, I remember back in 87 when we, uh, we struck and uh, uh, we was missing games and, and we didn't have a collective bargaining agreement, and so we, uh, uh, us as players, walked out and uh, they went one week without a game. Uh, the following week, they brought in the scabs. We call them scabs. And I was out there uh, 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 on the line out there uh, uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, at Bush Stadium. We're out there with my picket signs. We was out there picketing as an entire group. Uh, me and Louis Sharp went out there and worked out in the morning real early. We got our work done in the morning and uh, our, 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 our cardio. We went and got our, our run on. And uh, from there, uh, we left there and went to the uh, to the picket line. And uh, I'll be darned. They drove up with some... Uh, they were uh, trailway buses with these jokers getting off the bus, uh, crossing the picket line on us. And I've been uh, uh, one of the scabs that I know way back from my USFL days, uh, tried to cross the line. And uh, we got into a little scrappy, scrappy do. And uh, and I gave him some ooh wee. And uh, boy, I'm so glad they didn't have them, them, them phones where they could record things because they sure would have had a case on me. But. I got away with one, and uh, and uh, boy, I tell you, it was trying times back then. We was losing checks, we was losing money, and uh, they did play those guys <clears throat> to come out and play. Uh, and and uh, we had some of our guys that was with us on the real roster. They crossed the picket line too. Yeah, they were getting paid. Uh, they were getting paid by the owners for key people to go back in. Double dipping was is was it some double dipping going on there? Oh, I mean, without a doubt, without a doubt. Man. Also, uh, the difference in that strike from '87, which I was also a part of, is that we went on strike after the season started. So we had training camp, we had everything as usual. We were we were going under the old agreement, kind of like what they did this past year. They went under the rules of the old agreement without a cap. We went under the rules of the old, uh, the, the existing uh, CBA trying to get a new one. And then we struck after two games because that was most effective at that time. So they didn't have all the things going on that we, we have today, missing training camp in the off season and so forth. And yeah. uh, it's, it, that, that is the biggest difference. Well, you know, we are the uh we are the most popular sport in the world and uh and most definitely in the United States. 
we're watched all over the world here with uh in, in here in the United States and North South America and all all in Europe and then we are we are watched all over the place and it's uh, we have some of the most popular uh uh uh, uh, uh personalities uh, in all of sports. It's just amazing that we uh, can't uh, agree to agree to get this thing done. And I mean, uh, with cooler heads prevailing, listen, there's a lot of money to be uh, uh, to be had by both. Uh, can we just all get along and come to a, a compromising pro, uh, agreement that everybody that could live with? And what is well, this is what I hear, DK. This is what I heard Fran Tarkenton say. And this is also what I've heard members of the executive committee on the on the NFLPA staff say said if you get the lawyers out of the room, Jeff Pash and a few of these other guys, if you get them out of the room, put Jerry Jones, uh, Bob Kraft, uh, the uh, Mr. Richardson from the Carolina Panthers, and 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 one of the Hunt. Uh, one of the hunt persons of the hunt family, if you get them and let them sit across the table from the players themselves and you get the lawyers out of the room, you would have probably have had an agreement now by now, but when you don't have these lawyers who are hired hands, so to speak, arguing back and forth in the bargaining room bargaining room that 's when the 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 tensions get high the the feelings start getting hurt. And these are the, not the guys, these guys doing the talking are not the people that are actually going, the money is going into their pockets. Right. So I think if you get the lawyers out of the way and stop all this posturing in public, we probably could have had a deal done through the arbitrator, but now we're, we got a big mess and it's going to be settled first through the courts and then after that they'll go through the process and, and we'll have football before the season starts. But, you know, like they said, the players have also have said, if you're not happy with the deal, convince us that we need to help you by showing us the books and we can get all this solved. And, uh, you know, it's not like everyday life where you, we, it's regular person working, you don't have a right to do that under these circumstances because football is not a normal business situation. They are asking for that, and I think they should do it in order to yeah. get the peace and get the, get the ball back in play. I agree with you to an extent, man. But when you mentioned Jerry Jones, I wouldn't trust him in the room because he's got he can he could talk the panties off a of billy goat and had the billy goat wiggling out of them panties quicker than a hurry, big fella. And I <laughs> that's like putting put that's like putting a, a a fox in the hen house and he's loose and he have uh, he get to have his way. And I don't I'm not sure if I would be willing to have him in there without 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 my heavies in the room because he's he's that he's that influential and and very convincing uh the way he manipulates and uh and and, and, and articulate his his word and so you got to be you got to watch a shark like him and he that that is a businessman you got to understand what you're dealing with with him big fella well we got some intelligent players that have been around so oh, i agree sure, i agree uh, i'm sure that the, the issues that are at hand are stuff that's they're they're close mm-hmm. so i mean if if we're, we're still trying to divide nine point two billion dollars, which was which was which was was last year, it's going to go up a little more this next year. But when you're talking about dividing that kind of money, and you've got most of the details done, uh, just show the books. That's all you got to do. 
Awesome, man. Well, hey, man, I'm going to thank you for coming on to the show. We got to take a tic-tac and bring it right back and come back to the uh, final segment of the show and uh, touch on the last few topics. Coach Al, thank you for being on. I appreciate you, big fella, and I'll give you a call later, man. Thank you. All the best to you, DK. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. Are you ready for an old-school, in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here at uh, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you have any call-ins you'd like to call in? Come call in at 888-346-9144. I'm sorry, it's 888-346-9144. All right. Uh, my next topic is uh, we had a situation last week with Des Bryant from the Dallas Cowboys, our wide receiver out of uh, uh, Oklahoma State. Is uh, he, was, he was sighted at a mall with his pants drooping. And he went into a tyrant and uh, used some profanity and 
and stating that he was not leaving the mall and you weren't going to do nothing about it and all this other stuff. And uh, he has since uh, been banned from the mall in, in uh, North Dallas, Texas. And, uh, man, what a mess, mess, mess he's trying to uh, clean up here. And I know this happened... Uh, he happened, uh, this happened during a time where we, where the players are getting in trouble and other players are trying to find other things to do since we have a strike and they're normally in, in their off-season training and conditioning and, uh, we have this situation. Here, Des Bryant has since apologized for the drama and, uh, and, and is, has tweeted today that he is trying to put this behind him and, uh, and he, he states that his underwear wasn't exposed, but uh, some of his friends' pants were down, and it, it really wasn't me in the wrong. He said it's not even an issue. Well, it is an issue. When you're a Dallas Cowboy and you've been drafted in the, in the 2010 first round of the draft, uh, you know, it is an issue. You have to uh, be able to control yourself and, and carry yourself in a way that you uh, not embarrassment to your organization and not to yourself and your family. So... Um, I know it's the new age of the new jack uh, 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 pop, uh, hip hop or pop or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I knew that's a, that's the thing now to, to, to wear your pants stacking down. But where some people don't understand that, uh, that this all originated from prisons and this uh, showed that uh, some prison inmates uh that show that they were available when they wore these pants sagging down. When I mean that they're available, that means in a sexual tone that uh, uh, that they are available. So when you are when you walking around with your pants sagging, you are telling some formerly uh, formerly former guys that have been uh, locked up. You tell letting them know that you're available uh, sexually, uh, and, and, and that's not a good thing if you are heterosexual. All right, moving forward with that. <laughs> that just cracks me up because I am, I am, oh man, I got a problem with that. I tell you. All right, we have, moving forward with the NFL is going to hold their draft and, uh, and, and, uh, this draft is going to take place. I believe it's April 28th through the 30th. Uh, it's going to kick off on a Thursday night for the second year. Um, but, uh, the NFL this past week have uh, issued out to the other teams this uh, past week. Uh, NFL distributes uh, compensatory draft picks to 23 clubs. And there was a total of 32 compensatory, uh, compensatory jo- choices to the 2011 NFL draft have been awarded to 23 teams, the NFL announced Friday. Under the new rules for compensatory draft selections, a team losing more or better compensatory free agents that it acquires in the previous year is eligible to receive uh, compensatory uh, draft picks. The number of picks a team receives equals the net loss of compensatory free agents up to a maximum of four. The 32 compensatory choices announced today will supplement the 221 choices in the seven rounds of the 2011 draft. Okay. So, um, you know, going down the list here, uh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, lost Justin Bennon and Dwayne Edwards. So, you know, they, they've been compensated. Carolina Panthers lost A.J. Philly and Julius Peppers. So they've been compensated. Green Bay Packers lost Aaron Campman. And, uh, of course, you know, he moved on. So now they've been compensated. 
Uh, Kansas City Chiefs lost uh, Wade Smith. Miami Dolphins lost Nathan Jones. Jason Taylor signed Carlos Dansby. So they didn't get much because they uh, they uh, just about equal. Carlos Dansby just about equaled uh, that loss. And then uh, New Orleans Saints lost Scott uh, Fujita and signed Jimmy Wilkerson. And we had a New York Jets lost David Carr and Fred Robbins. They've been compensated. Oakland Raiders lost Cornell Green and signed Kyle Bowler. And then the Philadelphia Eagles lost Jason Babin and Sean Jones. Uh, not much significance. Uh, San Diego Chargers lost Brandon uh, Malamanuna and Kasim Osgood. And then San Francisco 49ers lost Arnez Battle, Tony uh, Pachos, and signed David Carr. And Seahawks lost Nate Burleson. That's Nate Dog uh, uh, from Nevada, my boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And signed Ben Hamilton. Okay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost Will Allen, Jimmy Wilkerson, signed Sean Jones. And Tennessee Titans lost uh, Algie Crumpler and Cal uh, Vandenbosch and signed Jason Babin. So, yeah, there's uh, some compensation that went along. And they just started this as of last year, 2010, just before the 2010 draft. So it did, that did uh, take place last year, and they're doing it again this year, trying to compensate some uh, some teams. And that is just to bring some parity into the league to keep uh, all, uh, hopefully all the teams balanced. And, and that's why we're able to have a team like the Arizona Cardinals make it to a Super Bowl because of the parity of the league and them keeping all this stuff lined up and ready to roll. Uh, 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 so they other gives other guys opportunities to get drafted and to show their talents out there on the field when they're in training camp and during those uh, uh, preseason games. Now, that's going to have an impact on some of these guys that's going into those, those preseason games. You only get two games to show your talents. You don't get four. So that means you got to stay healthy. you got to keep uh, do your off-season training and conditioning to keep your body right so you, can ha- uh, so you are able to show what you can do and uh, – you can't make the club in the tub. You know that going in. You got to stay healthy and not make the club in the tub because if you're not on the field showing your talents, you're going to get duped, shamboozled, run amok. This is the NFL. That means it's not for long. So we have all these guys that are positioning themselves to be drafted this coming up uh, April 28th. And uh, we – have a ton of guys that that uh, they all think they're going to make it, and uh, it's it's a and it's a sh- uh, crapshoot. You, it's like winning a lottery. You know, uh, your the opinions from each uh, each scout is differs from each from team to team, and uh, and I know if you believe the hype. Uh, you you wind up picking somebody you really really didn't want, but you gotta go with what you need and not what you want. And uh, and or some people like the Raiders, they just pick the best guy that's available on the board, uh, opposed to taking what they need. And that's where some of the things that happen with the Raiders, uh, they fall by the wayside. They gotta pick on a need and not by who's the best guy on the board. You know, hey, hey well, the Cardinals passed up on uh, 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 what is, what's his name out of ASU and uh, wound up getting two wide receivers 
and neither one of them are on the team now. So, uh, and that would be um, uh, uh, that 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 great linebacker from the Baltimore Ravens, uh, uh, T. Sizzle Suggs, uh, out of ASU. We passed up on him, and we probably should have got that young man. And uh, but uh, you know, I think it was some character issues that they were concerned about, and that also impacts guys. So you better keep your nose clean if you want to get into that lottery pick on that April 28th through the 30th to get picked up in the NFL for those first three rounds. All right. <clears throat> also, I would like to promote, uh, do a promo for ProEdgePerformance.com. Um, we have DK Jr. over there on 56 in Oakland right there doing his workouts. He take mom, dad's also working out a pro and uh, amateur athletes right there at his gym on 56 in Oakland right there in Chandler, Arizona. And we also have Blueprint Education at, uh, at Kids at Hope Central. And uh, we have, uh, we are contracted by 12 different districts throughout the Central Phoenix area. Hey, all my folks out there in Nevada, Stockton, uh, Dallas, Nolens, St. Louis, I just want to give a big shout out and hey, man, Live, love, and laugh, and enjoy life, big fella. And hey, leave it better than uh, leave it better than it was when you when you uh, when you found it, big fella. And see you next week from under the helmet, baby. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.